I'm Leila Benijamali, co-founder and CEO at Symbian, and your host on Rules as Code. Symbian is the comp law company. We mechanize complex rules and regulations so that anyone can interact and understand them. We're going to have conversations with leaders and change makers in multiple verticals, but primarily will be focused on government and local planning. You'll hear from them on topics ranging from what can be built on a property and how, and we'll also discuss the future of planning. This is Rules as Code. In the midst of a global pandemic, where all governments, organizations, and providers are scrambling to optimize their resources and implement new rules and strategies, many of us are just trying to understand what we can and can't do to continue our vocations, service our communities, and protect each other. We're trying to consume the new rules of life and work so that we can get through this. And we're trying to keep up understanding things like shelter-in-place orders, which are updated frequently, along with new small business lending programs, such as the Paycheck Protection Program, or PPP. Symbium took the initiative to streamline the PPP via an online toolkit that is available for free to anyone at ppp.symbium.com. So how did we get here? In early 2020, and as a response to the crippling effects of the 2020 pandemic to small businesses in the U.S., the federal government responded with PPP loans to help certain qualified small businesses continue to pay their workers that have been impacted by shuttered businesses and decimated savings and morale. According to SBA.gov, as of this recording on June 15, 2020, Almost 4.6 million loans have been approved under this program with a total of over $512 billion, an average loan size of over 111,000 and almost 5,500 participating lenders. SBA would forgive at least most of the loans to each recipient if all employees were kept on the payroll for eight weeks and the money was used for payroll, rent, mortgage, interest, or utilities. So what are the conditions for loan forgiveness? Initially, the loan would have to be fully forgiven if the funds were used for payroll costs, interest on mortgages, rent, and utilities. There were other benefits. Loan payments would be deferred for six months. No collateral on personal guarantees were required. Neither the government nor lenders would charge small businesses any fees. The loan had a maturity of two years and an interest rate of 1%. Look, if you want to understand the application of the rules for PPP, check out the free toolkit that Symbium launched at ppp.symbium.com. It's there so you don't have to wonder about whether you're eligible and how much you may qualify for. But if you're interested in the practical application from a loan officer who's been helping small businesses apply for these loans, then let's shift gears. I interviewed Lindsay Moon, who wears many hats in real estate and construction loans, one of which is a mortgage broker at Searchlight Lending. 
Lindsay has personally helped hundreds of small businesses apply for the PPP loans in the first of two funding rounds made available by the federal government. In the first round, despite hundreds of applications, she confided to us that none of her small business applicants received funding. Luckily, that changed in the second round. Here are some snippets of our conversation. So I have with me Lindsay Moon. She has significant experience as a broker, as a loan officer, and she also has been working on helping people apply for PPP loans. Lindsay, I wanted to hear from you on your thoughts generally on the PPP. Well, I am trying to process as many uh, applications as possible for the second round of funding. How many have you received? What, what are you looking at you know, on a daily or a weekly basis for PPP applications? I'm in the middle of processing hundreds of applications. Hundreds, wow. It's a lot, and um, normally, you know, in a given month, I'm processing, I don't know, maybe two, three, four loans. And so it's a lot to be dealing with, but I'm really trying to help people protect their, their staff and their payroll and their business. And the alternative to that is a lot more people on unemployment. So the money's gotta come from somewhere. So it's been an absolute mess, as everybody knows. Uh, the first round of funding came and went like that, and it sure seemed like a lot of the people that uh, should not maybe have got it or it was questionable did get it, and there were a lot of people that didn't get it. What's been your experience in filings? Uh, none of my clients got the first round, and I filed a lot of applications, almost, uh, almost 100. And did they receive any notices that they have been rejected? They did receive notices that they were rejected. Some did, some didn't. They received notices um, advising them to also look at alternate sources of financing, to apply to as many places as they could. Are there reasons on those rejection letters that are common? The rejection was that they just couldn't process and that the SBA had run out of money. So what percentage, you said none of your clients were able to get this SBA funding? and you're processing hundreds of applications. Yeah, not with the first round, they got nothing. The second round, I'm certainly more hopeful. It seems as though a lot of larger companies got the first round. So I am somewhat hopeful that the second round is going to reach small to medium-sized businesses. The people that you've been helping, small businesses that you've been helping to get these PPP loan applications in, were they current customers of yours or were they new customers that reached out to you out of the blue? wanting help? Because I, I believe you have to apply through a lender. Uh, you do need to apply with a lender for the PPP. And as an independent broker, we're um, SBA accredited and we work with, uh, like I said, many different lenders. There aren't too many that we're able to connect with on the SBA uh, PPP program, um, but we're working with uh, a company called Fundera and um, it's been successful so far. Uh, my clients are hearing back from them. Most of the people that I am submitting for have connected with me either uh, mainly due to my constant contact uh, mailer. I send out a monthly mailer uh, with really helpful information for homeowners. Uh, I call it home and money news and it's just about protecting your home and your money and your assets. A lot of people uh, heard about what I'm doing through that and then I also just got a lot of referrals so that was very nice. Let's talk about the average size of the small businesses that you've helped with PPP applications. What does that look like? 
The average size of most businesses that I've been helping, all small to medium, uh, from one or two employees up to, I'd say, the max I've seen is about 45. So definitely small to medium business. Isn't that interesting that the government has a great way of receiving money from people, taxes and so forth, but in situations like this, there is no systematic way to provide that money back uh, in, in a time when people need it the most. The drawbacks and shortcomings of PPP, in my view, right now is, is, is really nothing if you can actually get the funding. It's just the process that is uh, you know, creating a lot of gray hairs on people's heads, um, which I understand. It's been extremely frustrating. Um, the first round of funding, I, I basically submitted all those applications. I, I didn't get paid for that, right? They all got declined. So here I am sitting at home, you know, ignoring my kids and trying to work my butt off and help people's businesses. And in, I, I got nothing. It's a frustrating process, but, and I know I'm going to use this, we're all in this together, um, but we are. I, I am not the SBA. I don't have a crystal ball, and I'm just dedicated to helping people as best I can. Since our conversation, the initial $350 billion round of funding was replenished with a second round of $310 billion dollars. On June 6, 2020, the PPP Flexibility Act, or PPPFA, was signed into law and eased quite a few of the PPP rules for both forgiveness and for the loan itself. Though the documentation required to prove some of these exemptions are still largely unknown, the changes include but are not limited to the following. The initial eight-week covered period was extended to 24 weeks giving small businesses a longer period of time to maximize their forgivable costs. Originally, companies were allowed only 25% of their loan spending to go to non-payroll costs such as rent, utilities, mortgage interest, and now PPPFA allows for up to 40%. Eligibility requirements originally required being able to rehire to pre-COVID levels of full-time equivalent headcount by June 30, 2020, but the PPFA pushed that date back to December 31, 2020. There is an additional exemption that allows for forgiveness if the business can show an inability to return to the same level of business it was operating on as of February 15, 2020. The loan maturity date has been extended from two years to five years, but this applies to PPP loans made on or after the PPPFA enactment date of June 6th, so it may not apply to businesses that can already receive their PPP loans. Under the CARES Act, businesses were prohibited from deferring their payroll taxes if they had taken a PPP loan, but under the PPPFA, those restrictions are removed. That's our quick segment on the Paycheck Protection Program. Check out Symbium.com to learn more and visit sba.gov for the latest info on PPP and PPPFA. This podcast, Rules as Code, is brought to you by Symbium. I'm your devoted host, Layla Benny-Jamali. Dan Janes is my podcast co-creator and audio engineer. Fee Fan is our designer. Join us for more episodes where we continue to discuss streamlining complex regulatory processes at scale. Thanks for listening.